Weenie whacking. America's public enemy number one in the <laughs> Crack United like States it, is drug abuse. <laughs> Nine arrests as of already. What? Three million people in prison? Something like that? Shortages of marijuana are now being reported. A dirty war is erupted, sanctioned by the Philippine new president. His orders to his people and his police kill them. Fucking Rodrigo de Dirte. Fucking Rodrigo the asshole. Welcome to the Daily Addict. Everyone, it's episode 26. It's your boy Tim once again with special guest Mike Biggs from the West Coast. Mm. Damn. What up? That was impeccable. And we got Jesse from Denver in on another wonderful episode of the Daily Addict podcast. We want to welcome everybody and also remind you to please listen to us and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Give us a shout out once in a while. We're also on Twitter at The Daily Attic Show. And if you ever really, really feel like you have to um, speak out about the drug war and when you're when you're drinking with friends and you're having some wine, which is OK to have that. Right. And you might be smoking a little spliff. Educate some people. Tell them, man, you know, in the Philippines are slaughtering like 20,000 people a year because they're doing drugs. The government is. Man, do you realize that, you know, alcohol is the most dangerous drug known to man. It's devastated more families and people and affected more people than anything else. But yet is so uh, loved and, um, you know, revered by politicians and everybody else. So that's all we ask is that you take some of this information, you take some of these stories and you move forward with it. Mike Biggs from the West Coast. Mm. The one thing that I wanted to thank you for was a David Irving story that you sent us. Oh, back yes. About I wanted to talk a, few, a little bit about a few that, episodes actually. ago. Um, not to backtrack too much, but yeah. that's OK. Um, I did some research on that article. I thought it was a very informative episode. It's one of our most listened to episodes. I think people really got the fact that this guy wants to medicate in his choice of medication and what he wants to do. And I was happy that he was brave enough to stand up. And it just pointed. Uh, it, it made a glaring opening to the hypocrisy of the NFL versus cannabis and opiates. And also prescription drug companies involved in sports medicine. I think it was. I think it's bigger than David Irving. I think it's going to end up end up bigger than David Irving. And uh, just it's just a very cultural it's a, it's a big cultural shift that was kind of a blip you know what i mean it kind of happened in a month's time and then it became about him being a pothead and it came about the dallas cowboys and well, jason garrett thing. i don't whatever. i don't want people i don't want them losing sight of it this time right because um when you last talked about this and dave was on he mentioned michael irving which was funny to me because i was hoping that he would mention Michael Irvin being caught with cocaine and hookers in his hotel room the night before a Super Bowl. Right. But that didn't come up. I don't even know if he knows Which is about that. But I thought that's what he was going to mention. I was like, dude, I bet you he would just be the sheer hypocrisy, Just the sheer hypocrisy and the fact that, that he got to play in that game. Right. And didn't uh, serve any, didn't uh, uh, face any discipline over it. And you know what I mean? So the same 
team, Dallas Cowboys, same owner. And then we got this guy, David Irving, who's getting into a massive amount of trouble, suspensions, careers in jeopardy over using cannabis as medicine. You know, he's been to doctors saying, yes, I've suffered all these mental and physical ailments. I wasn't going through uh, when uh, before I started playing football and um, I don't trust these pills. And many people shouldn't because the science behind them and the the statistics we're finding of overdoses is is appalling and uh, and overwhelming. And I think uh, the NFL owners really need to um, get on the right boat and on the right track with this. Definitely. That's that's well put, and I think that there's any um, I think if there's any way that they could they could maybe reinstate this young man if he wanted to, you know what I mean? If they change the rules, because he's one of the top defensive ends in the league. I mean, his statistics, he was at least top ten, if not higher than that. Mm-hmm. Am I am I wrong in that or David Irving? Yes. As far as uh, being a producer on the field, yes. Um, I believe he was averaging about seven or eight sacks a season, if I'm not mistaken. He was a he was a good rotational contributor at defensive end. Gotcha. And I only know that because I'm an avid football fan and I oh, follow yeah. things like that. Also, so um, that's what also drew attention from me personally to the story because it's just like how. We've got players that are retired like, yeah, I used to smoke two blunts before a game. You know what I mean? So right. It's like. <laughs> right. Um, I wonder if they'll ever go after cannabis as being a performance enhancing drug, honestly, because it does. It does. To me, it doesn't create. It does increase reaction time with certain things. There's like certain sports that are known for people that smoke. Golf is one of them. Golf is one that. There's a lot of pros out there that smoke cannabis that people just don't know. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Many, many, many golfers smoke cannabis, just like disc golf, just like uh, ping pong. Any sport that has the uh, hand-eye coordination, Mm -hmm. really, if it's, you know, I can't say like long-distance running, it would help you there. But I would say even like uh, hand-to-ball, as far as like baseball is concerned, bat you know, the, the swing of the bat, um, pitching, I could see it probably helping with that. There's just certain, sometimes cannabis seems to slow things down a little bit. And I don't know if there's any studies on that and I might just be making that shit up, but it seems to me that there's a lot of potheads in certain sports. And I wonder if they'll ever consider that that's how they'll try to attack it rather than whatever way they have now is I've definitely heard a couple of few athletes, say that um it's also an anxiety thing and that they would have trouble performing in front of big crowds so that that's another reason they would do, use right before games right so i've had i have heard that come out of well it's certainly a, an enhancing drug uh in terms of the the medical benefits of smoking it and recovering after you, you stress your body out in a sporting event or even practice Mm-hmm. training right you do some intensive training and then you smoke weed you recover faster and you recover better um i mean fa- mma fighters will tell you that football players basketball players. oh yeah that, mma that, is a huge weed smoking yeah, well especially certainly. the what the jujitsu they say 
mm-hmm. yeah. specifically. And then there's also the application of, like you were just saying, I'm glad you brought that up with the hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. I play a lot of video games where hand-eye coordination is really important. Mm-hmm. Just to put it in perspective, most people that play video games on a console, they're playing at maybe 60 frames a second, right? Um, most of them are playing at like 30 or 40 frames a second because that's all the console is outputting because that's how powerful they are generally most of the time. So most if PC gamers, however, some of them are playing at much higher frames. I play at on a 144 hertz monitor, which is 144 frames a second if the video game allows me to go that high. And then I'm playing on a good internet connection. So the hand-eye coordination in some of the games that I play it's is crucial, crazy. Yeah. Like you need hand-eye coordination. It's the same in sports. Like my ability to catch a ball is the same as my ability to shoot in a game, which is better than a, a lot better than average. You know, because right. I've done it my whole life mm-hmm. playing gotcha. sports and I play video games. Right. But with that said, when I smoke weed, uh, yeah, it increases my focus. I think personally, I don't know. Again, you said there hasn't been any studies on this. Probably, I, I, I agree. I think you said something about that, but. It definitely it works for me. It increases my focus, and when I'm focused on doing that better, my ability naturally. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I mean, I think it's. I think that's when when you're talking about mind enhancing drugs and and different drugs that help steer your your mood or your thoughts. I think there's definitely advantage to some of them, and some of them, you know, you probably. Probably don't. Now, I think it's crazy that Mike Tyson snorted a fucking, you know, eight ball of Coke before he went into the ring or whatever and and things of that nature. He talks about doing drugs, you know, right before fights or during fights. I think that's fucking nuts. But when you're an animal like that, I mean, as far as, you know, the way he used to beat down on motherfuckers, I think that uh, I think smoking weed probably wouldn't have been good in boxing. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's a weird thing. I think maybe it does depend on the sport. Um, I would really like to see some like really detailed, intricate studies, like scientifically be. I wish they would just get it over with. Yeah, treat it it like everything else. You know what I mean? Um, You know, instead they treat it like. uh, Well, I really don't want them to treat it like everything else because I don't know if you've been uh, paying attention to the stories of the pharmaceutical companies. Everything else, and maybe that's the problem. They've been skewing. They skew like if it goes through pharmaceuticals and the regular FDA, they hide information, they skew it, they hide it from the doctors. I mean, that's a whole crooked fucking industry. I'd rather it be third-party actual companies doing it rather than the FDA. Do you think? I just don't trust the FDA. Do you believe that? Governments have been hiding um, f- um, positive f- facts about cannabis for a long time, and they're, and they're slowly starting to come out. Like just a rel- um, eventually. I don't know if they've actually. Yeah, that's a good. I don't know. I never thought about that. That's you know because they're always ahead of the curve, right? They got yeah. technology we don't know about. They got think all that tanks kind of stuff. and shit. Yeah, yeah. And so they had to technology. been studying this stuff longer than and you know than the citizen. I mean, they're able to get a hold of it first, right? If they if not, they confiscate it so they can study it first. They have the secret scrolls to, of history. Yeah. They know about everything. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but I, you can only keep truths around. I mean, truths come out eventually. All truths, truths come out eventually. It so, will. We will. We will see the light. And yes, and cannabis is great. I don't disagree. <laughs> My friends. Okay, with no further ado, let's get into our first article here. And this is a political article by Civilized.life. I didn't know there was dot lifes, but now there's dot lifes. 
I learned something. And this is why critics call Joe Biden uh, anti-marijuana zealot. Now, Joe Biden is obviously one of the main candidates on the Democratic side going for um, presidency this year, along with Bernie Sanders. And a lot of people with this new cannabis movement happening, they don't realize uh, his contribution to the current drug war. Former Vice President Joe Biden is officially running for the 46th president of the U.S. Um, he's He may be the Democratic Party's best choice to, to go against Trump in 2020, but cannabis advocates, Biden is living a living relic of the war on drugs that could send America backsliding into darker, into, you know, back into the drug war rather than coming forward as much as we have. And that's because Biden played an instrumental role in shaping American drug policy back in the just say no 80s when Biden was in the midst of his 26th year career as a senator for Delaware. In fact, the war on drugs as we know it is all Biden's fault, according to Alan St. Pierre, the executive director of Normal, which is, you guys know, a national organization for reforming marijuana laws. When Barack Obama, Obama picked Biden as his running mate, St. Pierre described the move as a punch in the gut. He added that the drug war is Joe Biden's fault. As former chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Biden is the person most responsible for passing a package of laws in the mid-80s that were we think of today as today's drug war. He presided over the mandatory minimum sentencing guidelines. You know what? I've covered that here before. And those are some fucking ridiculous laws. And if he's responsible for those, even if it was 20 years ago or 13, you're still a fucking moron to support those laws and pass those laws. Those laws were obviously against the minority drug user. And the data shows that now they were the drug laws were the prison sentences were much higher for smaller amounts of crack cocaine than larger amounts of cocaine. We're talking about just personal use now. Personal use. Yeah. If you had if you had five grams of crack cocaine, you were going to jail for five years. That is so crazy. Mandatory. If you had a hundred grams. I want to say it's a thousand. It's either a hundred or a thousand of cocaine. It was the same sentence. And then also with, uh, of course we covered in the last episode, if you heard, uh, in Louisiana, the gentleman that served eight years in prison for his third strike, having marijuana, he got caught with a joint on his third time and served eight years in federal prison. If you watch the documentary, the grass is greener on Netflix. They, they cover the whole thing. So, if he's part of that, then, I mean, if he did that, if he came out and said, I fucked up and that wasn't the right thing, we didn't have, whatever his reason may be, that would kind of be secondary. But that's the problem with a lot of politics and politicians in our society in general. These politicians make bad laws sometimes. They really do. They make laws oh. that don't make sense. They try to. You know, they try to do a blanket policy for the few people that fuck shit up and it ends up having an undesired consequence and they never come back out and say, you know what, I fucked up. You know what they don't do enough of? They don't put the timers on those laws. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. the like the oh, we're gonna try this for five years and then revisit, and then it's gonna automatically be abolished if we don't revisit right. it and re- renew it. That's what businesses do. They, I know. And why don't they do that more often with laws like that, like regulatory laws? Right. Like, hey, let's do this for a good three, five years, whatever, and then and say fuck it, abolish it if it's not renewed by us and ratified. Well, uh, what's the end goal there, man? Like, you want to be responsible for educating us on how dangerous drugs are? I'm living proof that that doesn't work because I've graduated the Dare program twice when I was a kid. You were a graduate. <laughs> And I'm living proof that it doesn't work. Yes, I, I do. I learned about marijuana from the D.A.R.E. program. I didn't know anything about drugs until they made me go through that shit. Or they didn't make me go through that shit, but I did. And you know, They make you go to school, so they made you go through it. Well, you could uh, choose. Your parents could have signed you out, and you could have waited in the hallway like sex ed or whatever. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm going to now refer to you as Mike Biggs, graduate. Of the D.A.R.E. program. Mm. Two times. Exactly. So, there's, yes, that makes me a, I don't know, maybe I got a bachelor's degree in the D.A.R.E. program then. Um, but I remember it was the same officer both years. And uh, he came in uh, the second year and talked about, like, basically bragged about civil asset forfeiture and how great it was. He showed us a picture of a car on the projection screen. And he's like, this cop car used to be a, you know. Drug dealers, car. awesome sports car, and you know we pulled the guy, big bad drug dealer, over and took his drugs, and you know assumed that he used the drug money we found on him to buy this car. So we t- took this car and made it our own. Look how cool it is, and you know going back to Biden though, so yeah, he in this article it says that Joe Biden boasted of expanding the death penalty for major drug dealers and widening asset forfeiture. As well as restricting judges' discretion. So he's a big advocate for that. He's a big advocate. And as well as restricting judges' discretion and sentencing. I was so relieved when you said Michigan passed that they can't do that here. No, they can't until you're you're found guilty. Yes, yes. So he's quoted as saying, the government can take everything you own from your car to your house to your bank account. And he's boasting like that's a good thing. That's what he, this is back in 91. He said that. Joe Biden. Oh, wow. What a what a piece of freaking trash that yeah, guy is. I know, man. And I don't I already, you know, I don't pay attention too much to modern politics on the major networks and stuff where they talk about him being creepy, touchy type all the tax going back and forth between politicians. But this is something that I feel strongly about and I just can't look past unless he comes yeah. out just like they want Trump to denounce Nazis or they want this person to do that, whatever they want people to do. This motherfucker needs to come out and say, I fucked up. I I supported something really dumb because I thought it was right at the time. And now years later, I see that we've wasted billions of dollars and ruined countless lives in this on this uh, war on drugs. And over half of the three million um, prison population is drug possession. You realize that that indiscriminately or discriminately black people are 80% more likely to serve time than a white user or dealer that has the same exact and white people in comparison use more um, drugs than black. Well, as many, so there's many drug dealers. There's many, uh, and this is uh, Mexicans. It's, it's all relative so the Democratic Party is supposed to be about supporting the minority, you know, and helping the little guy and the working guy. 
And to me, it's just, this is the total opposite of that. But I wonder if it's because he really thinks a lot of these politicians that they use drugs. They all use fucking drugs. I don't care what you want to call it. If you want to call it a narcotic, if you want to call it a stimulant, if you want to call it nicotine, if you want to call it whiskey, there's something you all use something to change or enhance your mood or the way you feel or alter your mind. All of you do. So how you can sit there and try to punish people for that is beyond me. And if you want to run this country, the country that is going, if you want to be the man in this country that we just covered in the last episode is going pro cannabis more and more and more then you need to somehow come out and apologize or rescind your stance on this, on the drug war. I don't see how else he does it because what this, this could go, this can go nuclear. I, nobody's really talking about this. Are we really, besides this article, have you heard or seen any major news updates about Joe Biden and his drug policy stances or? Hell no. Nope. It's they don't talk about, about that here. At least not around here. Yeah. Fuck Joe Biden. I'm done talking about him. Yeah. He already had his turn in the White House. He should have did what he did while he was there. Yeah. Let's go to the next story. This one's from Nebraska. We don't really talk about Nebraska. Too much corn huskers out there. A lot of corn. What up? What up, Nebraskans? We love you. This is on KNOPnews2.com, and this is for drug busts. Eight people arrested across Nebraska for none other than cannabis. Eight people in several types of controlled substances were confiscated after NSP troopers made four busts on Nebraska's interstate and roads. So... I'm going to, I didn't really read in this article, but I'm just going to predict it's probably people that did stupid shit on the road, but let's see Wednesday around 1150, just inside the Nebraska, Colorado border on interstate 76 troopers stopped an eastbound Hyundai accent for speeding and mile marker two. So they were speeding. Okay. The troopers smelled marijuana inside the vehicle and found 50 pounds of marijuana concealed in trash bags. Okay. 50 pounds stinks really bad. So mm-hmm. if you're going to have that, you probably shouldn't be speeding. Um, it's just one of those things, man. Just one of those things. I just. <laughs> they'll never learn. Man. They'll never learn. But well, it's. Hey, you got to think, though, this is. So this is on the border of Colorado and Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. It's All interesting. Right? So you have to think about this. So Colorado, there's people who. Grow trash bags and trash bags of weed. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. And they're just constantly going over the border. I know. It's clockwork for them. So, you know, if you get so used to it and you go like two years and you never get pulled over, you might get into the mind where I can speed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but, Uh, but, gotcha. But it's so normal to them. Jesse, yeah. yeah, They're idiots. But if if I get, and I'm not, I'm no genius, right? I don't know what my IQ is, but it's not not great. But, okay. If I'm going to transport pounds and pounds of weed, I'm going to have like a animal control truck with a couple skunks in there with an underbelly with some fucking, you know, 50 gallon drums of weed under there. So I'm going to come up with something, bro, because I'm making so much money off this yep, shit. Yep. I can do some shit. I'm not going to drive in my Hyundai Accent going fucking <laughs> 80 miles an hour in the fucking 55 with 50 pounds of trash bag fucking weed in my car. With the man. muffler dragging on what the I, ground. What I'm telling you is being that as a, conspicuous as fucking possible. What I'm telling you is that for some for some people, yeah, they're dumb. Don't get me wrong. They, I, 
obviously underthought a lot of their uh, project and what they're trying (laughs) to accomplish. But what I'm saying is, is that some of these people on these long stretches of road, you would never expect it. Maybe he only got pulled over going like four miles. Ah, yeah. You don't don't know. They don't don't specify. Exactly. So just, I'm trying to just give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt. I ain't giving them shit. It's probably somebody who's done this so many times. They're just like, they Fuck never it. thought that they get pulled over going like four miles an hour. Four. Didn't you say he was speeding? Then, no, they didn't say four miles. They just said he was speeding. Yes. Well, but who knows? But who right? knows? Because they don't have that. Oh, yeah, it's right here. The driver, Joshua Garrett, and passengers, Natala Garrett and Morgan Dismuke, all of Omaha, were arrested for possession of marijuana, more than one pound. Jason Garrett, oh, Joshua Garrett, was lodged in Cheyenne County Jail, the female and the other uh, dismook were lodged in the Lincoln County Jail, so they probably separated them, made them bust on each other. That's uh, oh, yeah. divide and conquer what the cops like to do. That's a classic test. So on Wednesday evening, so that was in the afternoon, so it was busy. They were busy down there uh, in Nebraska. Uh, Wednesday evening, six fifteen, oh. a trooper stopped a Dodge Ram for failure to signal oh. at a turn for Interstate eighty exit near Utica. The trooper detected the odor of marijuana and searched the vehicle. 2,760 2, units of THC vape oil. Wow. Dude, that's that's a lot of money right there. If it, if those are grams of, like, vape oil, they call it. But what if – I'm considering it, like, distillate maybe. Hold but on, but you shouldn't For, smell. like, cartridges, right? Like, you shouldn't you smell shouldn't it that much. That. Well, maybe the dude just got done processing it, dude. He's, Maybe. He just, yeah. He like I just trim. I wonder. I wonder what amount it takes for it to give off a scent. You know what I mean? Oh, a gram. Oh, you mean for THC or vapor? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Dude. I mean, it probably depends on how you store it. That's crazy. So the driver, Colin Bode of Pennsylvania, and passenger Manuel Jardline, seventy-three of Hawaii. Were arrested on possession of marijuana, more than a pound, and lodged at the Seward County Jail. The jail was banging with cannabis people that week. Um, so on the same day, 15 minutes later, a trooper observed a Chevrolet Malibu fail to signal a turn at the intersection of Road 755 and Road 426 in Dawson County. The trooper detected the odor of marijuana inside a vehicle. The search revealed 18 ounces of marijuana, 100 THC edibles, 22 grams of THC wax, and drug paraphernalia. The driver, Nicholas Herco, 29, of Lockport, New York, and passenger Savannah Bixler of Tucson, Arizona, were arrested for drug offenses. Uh, They attempted to bite multiple troopers and tried to spit on the trooper. Mm. Bixler was also lodged for resisting arrest, and both were lodged at the Dawson County Jail. Another one. Holy crap. Early Thursday morning at 2.20, a trooper observed an eastbound GMC SUV speeding near mile marker 397 in Lincoln. During the stop, the trooper became suspicious of criminal activity, whatever that means. (laughs) He had a tattoo on his neck. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) He was driving. A search of the vehicle revealed 93 pounds of high-grade marijuana and over one pound of shatter. A one pound of shatter. 1,827 THC vape pens and a small amount of THC edibles and a handgun. Oh. So he just fucked himself on that. Wow. This is interesting because it seems like these are all coming out of 
Colorado and probably driving to these states where it's more valuable, obviously. And we have a lot of weed from California and Colorado here in Michigan, even even so, because it's less traceable. And it, and and out there you can produce it a little cheaper depending where you're at and what you're doing. And sometimes they just can't move it in their own state. You know, they can't get licensed and they've already been growing. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of different for everybody. But there's also, you know, something, a common theme in all these. It seems like they were hitting the highway pretty hard. It doesn't say how much, how fast they were going. And these all seem like small things, turn signals, oh, yeah. speeding. Yeah. Um, Drive better. That's sum it up, right? But they, but they look for this. The cops are out there on these highways. They're looking for any activity, suspicious activity, out of state plates, people that don't match. And it's crazy that all the passengers in all these cars were all from different places. It's not like all three people were like from Lincoln or these two people were from New York. It's like one was from New York, one was from Hawaii, one was from. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, are these people just randomly getting together and like, let's smuggle weed out of Colorado? No, maybe it's just like a hub. You know what I mean? It could be. Yeah. Maybe it's like a, uh, you know, well, maybe not so good route anymore. No. I mean, some of these, there's main highways, interstate highways that go through Tennessee, Kentucky, all over that are highly watched. And a lot of the departments there are dependent on drug money that they confiscate. So, it's nothing new. It happens all the time. I say we go to the last story of the episode, forget about Nebraska for a while, and go right on to Newsweek.com. And this is very interesting. Shrimp are testing positive for cocaine, and scientists don't know why. Scientists investigating the contamination of wildlife with drugs have found cocaine in every shrimp they've studied, as well as other chemicals such as banned pesticides. Every shrimp they've studied. Every single one. Every single. That's what they're saying right here. To carry out their study published in the journal Environmental International, scientists collected shrimp samples in July 2018 from 15 sites across five river catchments in the non-metropolitan county of Suffolk in the east coast of England, UK. These included Gipping Aldi Eld or Aldi. I don't know how you pronounce that. Deben. Stour and Waveney. Um, I don't know if I'm saying all those right because I feel like you I have, have always an sucked on your geography. You need to. That's a, dude. Have you ever heard your country? Have you have you heard. ever heard of these cities? Cities. Um, no, I me neither. No, I have I to. I'm struggling through it, but I'll get I'm it. I'm just giving you a shit. If cool. I took a crack, I'd probably fail too. That's all right. I don't <laughs> consider it a failure. I consider it. I consider it, um, you know, happy mistakes. So cocaine is the most commonly found drug and identified in every sample, as well as um, the anesthetic lidocaine. Holy shit. This is often used by dealers to bulk up the cocaine, according to the study. The scientists believe cocaine could have entered the water because of leakages or overflows from the sewers. That doesn't sound right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, they say, it, it says does. they don't know why. But it sounds right. How how so? That's it sounds right. Because overflow. How does it from, work? Because okay, so first of all, you can't have an overflow in sewage system. Like there's nowhere to back it up. There's right. nowhere to like store it. Right. So right. when sewage systems back up, it overflows into the nearest water source. That's how it's designed. Um, so it makes sense. London's a huge area. That UK is a huge city uh, or a huge area with a lot of huge cities, and. 
they party in London, man. They party in the UK. They they do a lot of drugs. They do. They get a lot of the cocaine from mm-hmm. Colombia and Peru go to the UK. Yeah, they they do a lot of drugs there, and um, you know, it, it just makes sense. They all flush it down the toilet. What does your body get rid of? Your body gets rid of all the toxins in your body, right? When you go to the bathroom, so mm. you're flushing out all the drugs. It's not like the drugs stay in your body. It's not like nutrients, right? Where your body's like taking it in and keeping it. Right. Your body expels all the drugs. So all of the drugs that are done, think about it. Mm-hmm. All of the drugs that are done ultimately exits the body. Right. It makes, Come through, it, yeah, it that, makes sense. That does make sense. And then yep. they go out. So then they flow out the sewer and then they go out into the water. And what eats these particles? It's the algae and everything that eats these particles, right? Mm-hmm. And what else? These like small organisms eat. So what other organisms? And then besides, what, or, yeah. what eats those small organisms? The shrimp. So, so that's all they studied in this article was just if, shrimp, right? If I'm hearing you right, Kevin Costner in Waterworld, if he was snorting coke on the ship, could recycle his own pee and get high off cocaine again. No. Yeah. <laughs> If you, extra, if you, man, if you had a lot of so, money and really, <laughs> so what? I've got a couple of questions. Number one, are the shrimp getting high? Number two, probably not. Probably not. Number they, two, they would number have, two, they would what have else to have receptors? What else is eating the algae that they that they're not studying that could be having having the same traces? Well, they've, the they've same already they found cocaine and pharmaceuticals and uh, female estrogen and all kinds oh, yeah. of stuff. And, all kinds and of well, all this kinds is of, and this all is, kinds of sea life. Listen, right? listen yeah. to what they found in these shrimp, though. It isn't only cocaine. They've also found um, cocaine. Where is it at? Ketamine. They found cocaine. They found ketamine. And uh, pesticides. And tramadol. And, and tramadol. Antidepressant. Yes. So, yeah, they found opioid medication. Uh, that's the tramadol. So they're finding, I think you're, you're on to something, dude. Because at first I was thinking, this had to be like a big cocaine shipment that like they threw no, over. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was my first thought. You know what I so mean? So that's the like, thing about the ocean. So when they talk about <clears throat> ocean acidification and the ocean getting polluted... It's it's far more serious than any other pollution that we're doing. Like the pollution that we're go- given the air and all, you know, whatever. I understand that we can be affecting things by polluting the air. And I understand, you know, uh, polluting the soil. You make it bad for growing later. You make it, make it bad for having your kids play on that soil or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you pollute the ocean, yep. you're it's a fucking, whole different ball you're game, fucking right? with like the baseline of the whole world's food supply. Yeah, right. Garbage Island taught me a lot about exactly the impact right of yeah. all the and who, sea life who knows what it's going to result in fish and but stuff and- but the drugs are a really good indicator right all of the toxic stuff that we do our body ends up being flushed and being toxic to the ocean yeah that yeah. says a lot yeah people don't think about i've never thought about that so another question if you catch this coat uh, catch this shrimp like if you're on a shrimp boat you're on the gen a number two and you're shrimp boating you out there and you're getting and you get some cocaine shrimp can you charge more for it (laughs) (laughs) we got coconut shrimp we got jumbo shrimp we got cocaine shrimp (laughs) you know what i'm saying we're talking about come on you listen to me huh yeah we can do a couple different things with with this so the other thing is would you get like a nummy eating this shrimp no Absolutely not. None of the seafood is testing. I bet. I bet David would love it. Yeah, Dave would buy it just because it it was was, found in there. If it, dude, the only reason why they're no, 
They're not getting high from it. They're not whatever, whatever. They're, the substances are just being found in their bodies. It's similar to how toxic chemicals would be found in your body if you were growing up in a toxic environment eating toxic food. It's not necessarily like going to... No, yeah. for sure. It's yeah. still a fun it's just thought. A toxin. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the active ingredient. <laughs> it's, just, not, it's not going to work, people. Remember, folks, we just when like you're dreaming. doing your you know, thing and ordering your shrimp baskets from Long John's, just remember... Everything you've ever pissed out of your body may be in that shrimp. (laughs) Recycle. I'm not trying to fuck up the shrimp industry. Stocks down. The Daily Attic brought it to light. It's all right, man. That's why I like walleye, man. I stick with perch and shit.